This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Well, today we bring our series called Building Character to a Close. In this final lesson, Rick takes one last in-depth look at why it's important for us to mature in our faith. He shows us how to continually grow and develop spiritually so that we can become more like Jesus. Now in just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a copy of the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal, a great resource that will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Here's Pastor Rick with the final part of a message called Building Character at Work. Now, the reality is that sometimes um, problems at work are just overwhelming. And, and you feel like you're going under. Uh, and you feel like you're about to be swallowed up. What do you do then? What do you do when you're overwhelmed? Well, you do what Paul did when he was overwhelmed. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, Paul says this. I think you ought to know about the hard times we went through in Asia. He's, these are times he was overwhelmed. He said, we were really crushed and overwhelmed and we fear we would never live through it. We saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. He said, we are down, down, dooby-doo, down, down. We're, we're, we're powerless, we're, we're overwhelmed. And he said, but even that was good. For then we put everything into the hands of God alone, who alone could save us, and he did help us. Now listen very closely. When you're in a problem at work that is so overwhelming, you think, I'm going under with this. I'm not gonna survive this. You do two things. First, like Paul, you turn the problem over to God through prayer. Say, God, like Paul says, I'm overwhelmed, I'm helpless, I'm confused, uh, I, I feel like uh, I'm not gonna make it through. You cry out to God. You turn the problem over to God through prayer. That's the first thing you do. Now, the second thing you do is also in that passage, but you probably didn't notice it. Six times in that verse, it, said, it uses the word we, we. Circle the, the six times the word we. Uses the word us twice, uses the word we six times. You might circle those. Notice that when Paul was going through an overwhelming circumstance in his job, he was not alone. And this is the second key to handling stress at work. You need to be in a small group. You need to join a small group of friends who will study the Bible with you every week, who will pray for you, with you and for you every week, and who can encourage you when you've had a tough day at work. The small group that I've been in now for probably 20 years now, um, every one of us have come to that small group at different times with our job, with our work, with, with the things that we were doing, and had to just unload them there, and in a safe spot, people could pray with us and for us. You need to do that. If you're not in a small group, one of the ways you're gonna grow is get in a small group and be able to talk about the problems that you face at work, okay? God uses uh, uh, responsibilities, uh, uh, God uses uh, pressures at work to teach us responsibility. 
And God uses problems at work to teach us character. Let me give you a third one. God uses people at work to teach me how to really love, to teach me how to really love. Now, this is so important because one of the most important skills that you have to learn at work is how to get along with other people. And this is so important to your Christian faith. It's so important to your spiritual growth because life is all about learning how to love. Life is a laboratory for learning to love. This is the most important lesson in life, learning to love. Why? Because God is love and he wants his children to be like him. And so he's saying the most important thing for you to learn in life is not some job skill. The most important thing for you to learn in life is how to love God and love other people. That's why God says in 1 Corinthians 16, verse four, do all your work in what? Love, circle that. Do all your work in love, no matter what kind of work, whether you're an accountant or an astronaut or a driver or a teacher, whatever you do, do all your work in love. If you're a gardener, you do your work in love. If you're a grocer, you do your work in love. Let me ask you a very personal question. Why do you do what you do? Well, some of you say, well, I just put food on the table. That's not a good enough reason. You're wasting your life if that's all you're doing, putting food on the table. Why do you do what you do? You could be using whatever job you have. It could be the most mindless or menial job, but you can use it to grow in character. Why do you do what you do? The highest motivation for any kind of work is love. And when you do anything in love, that pleases God. You can rake and please God. You can pick up garbage and please God. You can clean a, a hospital room or a hotel room and please God. Why? By doing it in love. You can do anything in love. You know, sometimes we do the right thing, but we do it for the wrong motivation. And God says, you don't even get, get any credit for that. God is more interested in why you do what you do than he is in actually what you do. Whatever you do, the Bible says, do all your work in love. And, and you can't do something in love unless you, somehow you're gonna have to influence people. You know, people ask me all the time, Rick, how, how have you kept at the same work for 40 years? Well, the answer is simple. I, I do it out of love. I love God and I love people. Love is the ultimate motivation. Love is what keeps you going when you feel like giving up. First Thessalonians chapter one, verse three says this. We remember before God how you put your faith into practice and how your love makes you work so hard. How your love makes your work so hard. Work motivated by love keeps you going. Now, do you agree that at work you have to deal with all kinds of strange people? Yeah. Uh, don't raise your hands, but do you agree that some people are hard to love? Yeah. I wonder how many of you have to work with somebody you don't like. Don't point at them. <laughs> don't point at them. How, but you know who I'm talking about. You, you have to work with somebody you don't like. If you're going to grow up spiritually, it means you're going to have to learn to love those people. 
And, and if you're not becoming more and more loving, then you're not growing spiritually. You may think you are, but it's, it's that simple. God wants you to grow in love. Now, I, I will confess to you as your pastor that by nature, by, in my human nature, I'm not a loving person. By the way, neither are you by nature. As humans by nature, we're pretty selfish people. We're, we're pretty self-centered. And nobody's more self-centered than a baby. The baby says, feed me, change me, meet my needs. The baby is, can only think of itself. That's immaturity, when you can only think of yourself. And unless somebody teaches you how to be loving, then we grow up selfish. Now, God has to teach us some lessons in loving. And one of the places he does this is at work. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. If you want to make your time in prayer the best it can be, then you're going to want to get a copy of the brand new 2022 Daily Hope Prayer Journal. This year's theme, Connecting with Jesus, the Source of Living Water, will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. This hardcover journal features a soft touch cover and 235 beautifully designed pages filled with inspiring Bible verses, photos, and artwork. It's a spiritual growth tool designed to help you enjoy a vibrant prayer life, connect with the Lord, and establish a consistent daily prayer time. As you use this journal, you'll be amazed at how faithful God is to answer your prayers. You'll be reminded every day how much God loves you and wants to be part of your life. When you give a gift to help Daily Hope reach people around the world with the hope of Jesus, we'll send you the all-new 2022 Daily Hope Prayer Journal to say thanks. Quantities are limited, so don't wait. Go to PastorRick.com to get your 2022 prayer journal and have your gift matched up to $100,000. Or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. One of the places he wants to teach you genuine love is through your job. How does he do that? Well, you're not going to like this, uh, but he does it by putting people around you who are the exact opposite of you. They're very different from you. God intentionally puts people around you who irritate you. <laughs> I call them heavenly sandpaper. They, God puts people around you, intentionally rub you the wrong way, and they, they just get on your, on your, you know, irritation. Now, it's easy to love people who are lovely, but God wants to teach you how to love the unlovely. And so he puts some real jerks around you. He puts some really irritating people around you. He puts some people who see life exactly the opposite way as you do. And you know what? He does this intentionally in order to teach you love. It's easy to love people like you, but he wants you to learn to love people that you consider unlovable or unlovely, or unloving. Now, to get very practical, uh, I've listed on your um, 
on your outline some very specific kinds of people that God wants you to learn how to love. So write these down. These are types of cranky coworkers, types of cranky coworkers. Okay, write this down. First, demanding people, demanding people. These are the, the little dictators in the office, the little Napoleons, and they're controlling and they're intimidating and they dominate everybody and they're oppressive and they could be rude and they make unrealistic demands. And God says, I want you to learn to love them, to return love, even when they're demanding. Here's another kind of people, dishonest people. These are the snake in the grass people. They don't have any integrity. They lie to you, they cheat. They tell you one thing and then they tell somebody else another thing. They, they promise you one thing and they deliver another. They stab you in the back. They can't be trusted. God wants you to learn to love dishonest people. How about disagreeable people? That's a third group. These are the chronic complainers at your work site. They're the people who are always negative, they're always grumpy, they're always grouchy, they're never satisfied, they're, they're never content, they, they, they love to argue, they love to complain, uh, they blow up without notice, and they're very, very negative. You know who I'm talking about. God wants you to learn to love them. Another group at work are defensive people. These are the touchy people. They are thin-skinned. They get hurt so easily. They get offended so easily. Everything you say, it's kind of like walking on eggshells around them you, because you worry that if you say the wrong thing, then they're going to get hurt. God wants you to love them. And then even demeaning people. Demeaning people. These are people in your office or at your work site who are always putting you down. They've got the comeback. They think they're so witty. They're so insecure that they have to attack other people or you continually. They're insulting, they're, they're disrespectful, they, they treat you like dirt. They're critical of everything you do. These demeaning people. How does God want me to show love to demanding and demeaning and discouraging and uh, all these different kinds of people I've just given you. Well, the Bible tells us. Romans 12, verse 18. It says this. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, stop there for just a minute and look at that verse. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. God is realistically enough to realize there are some people you just can't live at peace with. No matter what you do, they're not gonna live at peace with you. So he just says, as far as it depends on you, you make sure it's not your fault. You show love, you show grace, you show mercy, you show kindness. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, try to live at peace with everyone. Some people you just can't live at peace with, but you do your best. Now. In Romans chapter 12, down in verse 16 to 18, it gives us a number of practical suggestions on how to, how to do this, how to live at peace with other people. Here are the suggestions in Romans 12. Work happily together. Treat everyone with kindness. That means everybody. Don't become set in your own opinions. That causes a lot of rancor and and. and conflict. Never pay back evil for evil. You want to be above people. You don't want to get even with them. If you get even with people, you're at the same level they are. You're no better than they are. You want to respond with forgiveness and love. Do all you can to live at peace 
with everyone. Now, let me summarize this. Whether God wants to teach me responsibility or character or love, it's going to be hard because I have to respond to people the way Jesus would. Why should I do that? Why should I make such an effort to become like Jesus on my job? Well, let me give you two extremely important reasons as we close this down. The first thing is this. The Bible tells us that God is going to evaluate your work one day, your job, your work, your career. God is going to evaluate your work one day. 1 Corinthians 3.13 says this. One day, the quality of each person's work will be clearly seen when the day of Christ inspects it. In other words, everything I've done in my career and everything you've done in your career will be seen because Christ is gonna expect it. He's talking about the day of judgment. On that day, everyone's work will be tested by fire to show the character and quality of what each of us has done. Notice God says, you may think nobody's watching, and there may be nobody watching, but I'm watching, and one day everybody is gonna have revealed the character and quality of their work. That's a reason to always do your best at work. There's another reason, and it's this. God is going to give eternal rewards for what he, whatever is done in love. God is gonna give eternal rewards for whatever is done in love. Hebrews 6.10 says this, God is always fair. He will not forget how hard you have worked and the love that you have demonstrated for his name. You need to remember that verse on Monday morning. God is not gonna forget how hard you work, you know, giving it your best shot and the love that you show for his name. This is the reason why God says your work matters to him. Because one of the four purposes of life is becoming like Christ, and God says you're gonna learn responsibility, you're gonna develop character, and you're gonna show love, you're gonna grow in love in working with other people in the marketplace. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, this has been a very practical message because we all have to work at different seasons in our lives. And a lot of times we feel like it's worthless or fruitless or it's just putting job uh, money on the table or bread on the table. And yet we know that you wanna use even our work to help us grow in character. Help us to realize that all work matters to you and that you wanna help us to learn responsibility and you wanna help us to grow in character and you wanna help us to learn to really love. Now you pray. Say, Lord, in your mind, just say this. Say, say, Jesus, I want to learn to be more responsible by keeping my promises, by meeting deadlines, by uh, keeping my word, and by doing all of the things that show responsibility. And Lord, I want, I personally want to grow in character and use even the problems in my life and in my job to help me to be more patient, 
to be more trusting, to be more joyful, to rely on you, to, to show self-control and all of the fruit of the Spirit. Finally, Jesus, I want you to use my job to teach me how to really love people. I want to be known as a great loving person. And I ask you to love people through me, even the people that I find difficult to love. If you've never invited Jesus Christ in your life, say, Jesus Christ, come into my life and fill me with your love. Remove the fear and remove the regrets and remove the shame and remove the insecurities and fill me, Jesus Christ, with your spirit of love. I want to follow you the rest of my life and I want to trust you with my life. And I humbly ask this in your name, I pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first... If you want to make your time in prayer the best it can be, then you're going to want to get a copy of the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. This year's theme, Connecting with Jesus, the Source of Living Water. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you more. Do you ever feel like your prayers get stuck in a rut? Would you like to know what God told me to do when my prayer life got stuck in a rut? It was a time when I, I just felt like I was praying the same thing over and over and over. In fact, I was beginning to wonder if God was even answering my prayers or even listening. Maybe you felt that way sometimes, or maybe you feel that way right now. So what did God tell me to do? Well, here's what he told me. It was such a powerful way to re-energize my prayer life, and it was so simple that I want to pass it on to you. God told me to do this. He said, Rick, start writing down what you're saying to me and then I want you to write down what I say to you. Write down what you say to me, and then write down what I say to you. You see, it's really not that complicated. God just said I should start by writing down what I'm feeling, and then I should write down what he tells me after I've read his word. It's really just a form of journaling. And spiritual journaling is a spiritual habit that will help your prayers stay fresh, and effective. If you've never tried it, I'm begging you, try this for a week or two and see if it doesn't reinvigorate your prayer life. Journaling has many, many benefits to your spiritual life. It'll help you stay consistent in your prayers. It'll give you a permanent reminder of how God answers your prayers because you've written them down. It shows how God is working in your life. You can go back and review it. It'll even help you worship God more and more as you speak to him. God speaks to people who care enough to write it down. So write down 
what God tells you, but you've got to have a place to do that. Now, I want to encourage you, and I want to help you take this simple step of learning this new spiritual habit uh, in your prayers, of writing down your prayers and writing down your prayer requests. So what I did is I had my Daily Hope team create a brand new spiritual prayer journal. It's got a real simple-to-follow format that'll help you put into practice God's wisdom that is found in Philippians 4, 6. That says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Those four things are part of the format of our prayer journal for this year. It's really cool. You're going to love this tool. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to get your brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. And all this month, any gift you give will be matched by very generous friends up to $100,000. This matching grant is only available until midnight on December 31st, so please contact us today. Just visit PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.